2: What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Me and your man, M.G. Marcus Grant, alongside the Fantasy Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano. And you are, you're under the weather right now,
1: right? You know, last week we talked about like how it's cold in the studios and everyone around here is getting sick. You've got like week fifteen burnout, but for us it's like week twenty because we've been going since the the first week of August. My uh, my kid is sick, and he got my girlfriend sick, and I'm sick, and uh, I'm trying here.
2: I just know I'm trying. Like, last week Graham was sick. Yeah, now you're sick. I don't I don't like the way this is trending. <laughs> uh if the if the I'm trend continues I'm like i just you know here's the thing this is the first year i ever got the flu shot and as mm-hmm. more and more people are dropping around me the more and more i'm starting to feel okay about this. but see
1: i don't i don't have the flu i just have a cold like i had this sore throat thing a couple of nights ago and now that's kind of transitioned into like my throat feels good but it's dry and i got the the congestion thing going on right but you know, I'm having a better day than Stephen. A's. But
2: like that's in my, <laughs> but in my in my head, like the flu shot is just an all-encompassing cootie shot. Like it just it kills <laughs> everything. So that's that that is in my head. What what is gonna? Well, you know
1: what? We're not gonna be holding hands during the podcast. We're so gonna be stuff. fine. All if right. you want to spray a force field of Lysol,
2: go right ahead. I actually like get like a, a special cone or something <laughs> around me. Uh, on the other side of the glass, insulated from all of our nastiness, is yeah. our faithful producer, Senior
3: Edward L. Murphy, Esquire. Murph, what's up? Yeah, I'm protected. I have a thick layer of uh, glass over here to keep Fabs far away versus that's <laughs> Fabs. Luckily, I was thinking of this before because I told Fabs in the walk over here. I we had two producers today in the podcast group. I had to call out sick. I don't think I've called out sick once yet. So I've three straight seasons here. I but can't. Wow. it. I good. like.
1: I literally. Can't call out sick unless I am on death's door.
3: You could just... We, we could have Skyped you in from your bed. <laughs> that would have been good. Yeah. So, Eddie, yeah, anyway. you're the
2: you're the Cal Ripken I'm of saying, the... Yeah, uh, the Iron Man, yeah. yeah.
3: I, want, I want that award. <laughs> I want to count up my days now. I want to surpass... Um, uh, who is it? Lou Gehrig. And then I'm going to pass uh, uh, Cal Ripken, Cal Ripken. Cal Ripken right, right. the
2: Iron Man. Yeah, man. Funny story about that. This has nothing to do with fantasy. I remember the That's night okay. the night that Cal Ripken broke Lou Gehrig's record. I was in college and uh, I remember running home from class to wa- you know, wanting to see that game. And we got home watching and then like in the second or third inning, the cable went out. Oh no! Right? Cable went out like all over campus. People are like freaking out. Like, what the hell's going on? It comes back like in the eighth. So we missed, we missed them changing the number. We missed his home run and uh, like the home run truck. We, we missed all of it because the stupid cable went out for like a good hour and a half. So
1: this is similar to that. Uh, Giants Bills. A date? Were, were you born? You were you were around back in nineteen like ninety one, right?
3: I was born in 92. Just the Giants. The Giants Bills. I was 90. It it just made me feel so old. That was the Rose Bowl, right?
1: So, right. So, the Norwood kick, you know. um, Everyone in my street was all Giants fans back in Connecticut. End of the game, Norwood's lining up for the field goal. And the power goes out. I hear my whole neighborhood screaming (laughs) and everyone running outside to their cars to put it on their radio. (laughs) And at that point, he already already missed missed it. it. (laughs) So that just reminded me of that. uh, Yeah, you want to talk about bad timing, especially if you're Giants or a Bills fan.
2: Well, speaking of bad timing, we got a lot of injuries to talk about as we are headlong into the fantasy playoffs, so we'll get to some of that, and of course, we will get to the preview of all the games going on this week, minus of course, the Thursday night game, which is uh, about to happen. Probably will be happening, probably will be over by the time some of you listen to this podcast. Uh Um, But uh, also, we'll have Eddie's Delirious Pick. We'll get some of your questions as well, but first, let's do some news. (laughs) Through the news, Odell Beckham Jr., who was a surprise scratch last week. That news popping up on Saturday that all of a sudden OBJ was ruled out because of a quad injury. He says he feels much better, is considered day to day. Had an outside medical team look at his quad. I, I mean, it's a simple question. OBJ is gone. I mean, do you trust Sterling Shepard, Russell Shepard? shepherd of a flock i mean like (laughs) anybody else not named saquon that you can trust in that offense it's not there
1: no i mean if obj doesn't go shepherd's a potential volume-based flex starter for me evan ingram because the tight end position is a wreck so evan ingram could potentially be a guy that you're starting as well that might be about it obj uh, that that hurt me last week i had to play tyler lockett over obj thinking okay it's not terrible. <laughs> and then Lockett goes on to have his worst game in a while, and I lose by 1 point, I think, 9 points. Yeah. That's the worst. I'd rather get crushed. I'd rather lose by 100 Like Ian Rappaport did (laughs) when he He ran
2: into a buzzsaw. I mean, then lose by like less than two. What is Ian ran into with Derrick Henry, George Kittle, and Amari Cooper? (laughs) That's that's just a buzzsaw. That's just just, not fair, man. Just throw up your hands. That's when you're like, dude, I'm quitting fantasy. It just wasn't my week. Yeah, you know, the thing about OBJ last week is I remember seeing the tweet on Saturday, maybe mid morning or something like that, that, that he wasn't going to play. Yeah. I sort of had a mini freak out. Like, did I miss something during the week? Did I not see him? Like, I went back and I checked the old injury reports, and no, he hadn't been there. Just something that just flared up all, all of a sudden. sudden. Yep. Weird. Worst timing ever. Uh, the Vikings, after they had an awful, awful offensive game on Monday Night Football, losing to the Seattle Seahawks, they fired their offensive coordinator, John DeFilippo, and it replaced him with their quarterbacks coach. So. Should we be excited now? Should we feel more confident in Kirk C- Cousins? I mean, what does this mean at this point?
1: Regardless of who the OC was going to be going into this game, I'm going to like Cousins because it's the Dolphins. Their defense has been bad against quarterbacks uh, basically since week 10. And we've seen this before. New coach, new coordinator, sort of jumpstarts the team, the offense in this case. You know, Aaron Rodgers last week mm-hmm. uh, had a pretty good game. So Cousins, I, I can't get over how bad. He's been like, I, I didn't love him against Seattle. I thought he was like a decent back end QB one. Mm-hmm. That whole game was a, just a train
2: wreck for mess. the fan,
1: for, for most fantasy owners outside of, of Carson and, and Dalvin cook, but I'd fire him up this week. The Vikings are a team that they need to start stepping up, but they're going to be gone sooner than later. So they, they, uh, uh, they're gonna they're gonna need Cousins to to put up a good line, and it's a home game. The Dolphins' defense hasn't been very good. Xavier uh, Howard's banged up too, so I mean that's just gonna benefit Minnesota's pass catchers as well.
2: Yeah, I mean Kirk Cousins has not been the guy that I think we expect no, him. No, not at all. To be he's uh, right now just he's outside the top ten. He's QB 13 as we sit here and record this podcast, and it just you know. It just has not been what we thought. I think the first couple of weeks, he scored 20 points in week one, 33 in week two. He had 31 in week four. And really, it's been all downhill since then. I mean, he had one good game in week 12 against the Packers where he scored 27. But that really has kind of been it. He has generally underwhelmed. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh Ravens have picked Lamar Jackson over Joe Flacco to be their starter in week 15. And I, you know what? It's not a—we're rejoicing, understandably, yeah. but it shouldn't really be a huge surprise, right? And the, the Ravens have been playing better football. Uh, they did lose last week, but it was a close loss in overtime to the Chiefs in which Lamar Jackson played well. It just seemed like it was only a matter of time before this happened. And so now for the rest of us, we can stop fretting about whether or not Joe Flacco was going to take away our new favorite fantasy toy.
1: Yeah. And Jackson's got a really good matchup. The Buccaneers are, you know, I get it. You know, last week saints, they were tough and they have one of those weird trends this season where they're, they're not as bad at home as they are on the road, but When you look at the matchup and you look at Lamar Jackson, you're looking at the rushing stats and the passing stats. And the Buccaneers have been awful against home running backs this season. Lamar Jackson, for all intents and purposes, is a running back who throws the football about 17 times a game. (laughs) So I fire him up. I like him this week. I really do. I don't think Joe Flacco is going to be any threat to Lamar Jackson. He's clearly got the confidence of his his head coach, uh, John Harbaugh, there. So.
2: I, I still don't like his wide receivers. Yeah. But I like Lamar Jackson. Well, it was nice to see John Brown score a touchdown last week. It yeah. gave me a little bit of hope that maybe there's something there that, you know, I think we've seen every week. Jackson look a little more comfortable throwing the football. So maybe what we saw last week is, is good news. And as you mentioned, a matchup with the bucks, hopefully opens some things up and maybe John Brown, at least is back in our lives. I don't know that I'm willing to take this yeah. step toward Michael he's, Crabtree or Willie
1: Snead. He's averaging four and a half targets a game since week 11. I mean, I'm not living on that. That's, that's, that's a hard way. To it, live. Is a,
2: it is a tough way to live. Yes, sir. It is indeed. Mm-hmm. uh Carson Wentz, not expected to play this week against the Rams. There is talk that he may be shut down for the season as he's dealing with a back injury, fractured vertebra. Dude,
1: so many big name players like injuries, you know, then Kareem Hunt. It's been tough. Yeah, it's been tough. You're going into a week here in week 15 where we're going to be relying on some guys who were on the waiver wires as recently as a week ago. And in some cases, as
2: recently as like two
1: days ago, when we're talking about like Damian
2: Williams and those types. I mean, we're in a situation where you've got Nick Foles, Josh Johnson among your starting quarterbacks here yep. in key playoff. fantasy. I know it, it, it is. It's unreal. And in terms of Wentz,
1: now you say, well, Nick Foles is the Super Bowl hero. I don't care about that. I look back. <laughs> I look back at what he did in the first two games of the season when Wentz was out. He stunk. Okay, and he played the the, the Falcons and the Bucks, two of the worst defenses in the league. And Knowles, uh, Nick Foles, I believe his his average fantasy points per game in those contests was like I don't know thirteen. It was bad. It was really bad. So I, I'm concerned about every Eagle not named Zach Ertz. I really am. I, Alshon's coming off a big game against the Cowboys. I still don't believe in him. Golden Tate's coming off a stinker. I didn't believe in him before. I think Marcus picked the only good game Golden Tate had. <laughs> so as far, yeah. <laughs> Josh Adams is starting to see his numbers drop over the last two or three weeks. I don't trust any of these Eagles. I really don't,
2: unless unless the, the name on the back of the jersey is Ertz. I don't. Yeah, it's. I don't know where that offense has gone. It just It has completely fallen apart, and this is certainly mm-hmm. not going to help it. Yep. Ben Roethlisberger expects that he will play of in course. Week 15. Look, this narrative has been setting up since the end of last week when he left the game Uh, He went for x-rays in the locker room. And, you know, the story this week is that because the x-ray equipment is old, they couldn't figure out exactly what was wrong. Mm -hmm. But he comes back at the end after the Raiders take a lead, tries to bring the Steelers back. It doesn't happen. But this was just all setting up for this week where we knew we'd hear about Ben's ribs and how bad they are. But he's going to come out and try to Willis read it, I guess, against the New England Patriots. So, I mean, I guess it's all systems go for Ben and the Steelers this
1: week. This should be a high-scoring game. The Patriots have given up what 14 touchdowns, over 21 points a game to home quarterbacks. Home game for Big Ben, although it hasn't mattered this much this season. He's been good regardless of where he's played. You're firing up your Patriots, you're starting your Steelers, and you're going
2: to enjoy the fantasy point production because there's going to be a lot of it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just... this happens at least what twice a year with with Roethlisberger, right? Where something happens and something hurts, mm-hmm. and you know we all hear about it during the week, and then he comes out and he throws for like three fifty and three touchdowns, and it's all good, and you know just a Big Ben thing to do. And Ben Ben is a hero. So there you go. That is uh, pretty much everything you need to know. <laughs> That was the news. All right, the week fifteen preview. It is uh, as as our pal Matt Money Matt Money Smith would say, it's not cut in time. Yeah, it uh, is. This is this is going to you know either propel you to a fantasy championship berth or leave you wondering about what went wrong and getting ready for next year. So we'll start with the Texans and the Jets. That Jets defense, that run defense at least, is pretty good. So can we feel confident with Lamar Miller this
1: week? I'm sticking with him. How can you not? I mean, the guy's rushed for over 100 yards in, what, three of his last six games. He's had uh, – actually, it's four of his last seven – He's had double-digit fantasy points in four straight games and in six of his last seven games. And last week, even against the Colts, only rushed for 33 yards, but he still gave you 16.2 fantasy points because of uh, the fact that he got into the end zone, catching some passes out of the backfield. Running back is a very difficult position to fill right now, uh, especially with all the injuries. So Lamar Miller is at least,
2: I mean at the very least, he's a flex for me. You know, it's weird because we came into this season, at least I came into this season looking at Lamar Miller and being like, eh, you know, and I know there was sort of this groundswell of talk about Lamar Miller being being a decent RB2. And you know, there was a lot there were a lot of articles written in podcasts and things talking about how Lamar Miller maybe is better than you expected. But I think even for the most optimistic Lamar Miller stands out there. Even they would say this is probably a bigger season than they would have guessed. Yeah,
1: but I mean, I mean, he kind of stunk in the beginning. Like there was one of my leagues he was in, he got cut, believe it or not. So it's been more of a second half surge. For Lamar
2: Miller, and it's coming a good time. Yeah. Well, I think we also were worried this whole time that Deontay Foreman was going to come back. Yeah. But so far, mm -hmm. that has not happened so far. Uh, Would you trust either Elijah Maguire or Chris Herndon against this Texans defense? So we already know that Isaiah Corral is out. And
1: if volume is king in fantasy football, then Elijah Maguire is a guy that you can put in as a flex starter. The matchup's not great. But again, it's all about volume. We're looking for guys who are going to touch the football. Elijah McGuire touched the football quite a bit last week in Crowell's absence. Now, keep tabs on McGuire's status because he was a little bit banged up, but it looks like he's going to be fine this week. I believe he was taken off the Jets injury report, so he should be a go. Uh, in terms of Chris Herndon, why not? Well, I mean, at because this point, at this point in, whatever. Because, I mean, at this point, and, you know, the Texans haven't been all that good against tight ends. So right now, like, I'd start Chris Herndon over Jimmy Graham. For, for example, I'd probably start him over Trey Burton, too.
2: Hey, I mean, you are a, <laughs> you're a like, you're a functional tight end with working arms and legs and hands. Then you got a shot to be in somebody's lineup somewhere, because that's just that's just where we are with the tight end position. Uh-huh. Browns at Broncos, uh, you know, the Bronco defense, they're sort of middle of the road, right? They're not they're not the same lockdown group that we saw a few years ago when they won a Super Bowl, but they're OK. Uh, So that said, what do you expect from Baker Mayfield and or Nick Chubb? Well, Nick Chubb does not leave my lineup ever.
1: The dude is he's been a league winner ever since he got that starting job. He's tremendous. Keep him in your lineup. Mayfield's a matchup based guy and you've got a road game. Broncos, not the same Broncos that we've all come to know and love and fear in the past. They can still be had. So I would say that Mayfield is sort of a a back-end QB1 or a high-end QB2 this
2: week. Um, Yeah, you know, I I look at Nick Chubb, and I, I love the volume, right? I love the fact that he gets the ball a ton in this offense. The only thing that worries me, and I guess it's kind of a minor thing, is that the Broncos generally don't give up rushing touchdowns. I think they've given up maybe nine this year. It's not a whole lot. And so that's one thing that worries me, but I think the touches, I think the yards and the fact that he will catch a handful of passes makes him at least worth a start. Uh, I just, you know, if he gets in the end zone, then that, that ends up being a bonus. Yeah. Uh, Courtland Sutton. We were all about Courtland Sutton last week, right? <laughs> we thought this is this is the Courtland Sutton breakout week. It's going to happen. It did not happen. And, of uh, course, it was uh, Deshaun Hamilton. It was Deshaun Hamilton with a little bit of Tim Patrick sprinkled in there yes. for good measure. So do we trust Courtland Sutton this week?
1: No. No, I, I mean, I don't trust any Broncos that aren't Philip Lindsay, to be quite honest with you. And so, you know, I said this on television earlier today. If you look at Case Keenum in the last two years, last year— Adam Thielen, favorite target, slot receiver this year. Emmanuel Sanders, favorite target, slot receiver. Sanders goes down. First game without him. Keenum, favorite target, slot receiver. (laughs) Sean Hamilton, there is a trend there, Marcus. So I'm not saying I'd go out and, and pick up Hamilton and turn him into a must start. But, hey... Uh, when a quarterback is trying to throw into to his slot guys and Hamilton's out there seeing a high percentage of those snaps, uh, he is certainly going to be on my radar. But, yeah, I mean, like, now you've got, like, I mean, Sutton clearly has the best upside because he's the big talent, a guy who is going to be a breakout candidate on every fantasy analyst list for 2019. <laughs> but the floor is kind of low. The floor is kind of low with these guys.
2: Yeah, I mean, you talk about next year and him being a breakout candidate, too. I think so much of it is going to depend on what the Broncos do with their quarterback position. Because, yep. you know, if one thing we've learned is that what we saw from Case Keenum last season, it just felt like lightning in a bottle, mm-hmm. that, that he had that breakout year, but it just didn't seem sustainable. And this year has sort of reminded us why Case Keenum has been a journeyman throughout his career. And hopefully Akbar Bajabiamila is not listening to this because then he will kick down the not. door. And He's in Beverly him.
1: Hills at the Ritz-Carlton doing isn't some like ninja, doing ninja so, event.
2: doing like a book signing he's or something a, like yeah, that. Yeah, by the
1: way, Akbar's book is out on Amazon right now for pre-sale. So go out and get it. Do we get like because a free Akbar's copy? Because Akbar's the man. Do we get like a free copy of this or something I like better. that? Can't we get something? Because if I don't, I'm not promoting this book anymore. I
2: mean, like literally, like we work we work with you, Akbar. Give us a copy of your book. He'll hook us up. <sighs> He'll hook us up. All right. Uh, Packers at Bears. We talked a little bit about, you know, the offensive coordinator change. Mike McCarthy's not there. Joe Philbin taking over. And last week, the Packers offense came to life question is how much of that was the coaching change how much of that was the fact that the falcons are just dreadful on defense mm-hmm. now they have a legitimate test with the bears a huge game especially for chicago at soldier field i'd say it's going to be cold which it probably will be probably but we're will. talking about the packers so whatever that matter um how many Packers would you trust in your lineup? Maybe even Aaron Rodgers included. Like, how many? So, so like, trust? Adams is, I don't care. Um, well,
1: I'll, Adams. Okay, I'll get Adams, okay. Aaron started. Jones, I mean, for the most part, don't care because most people play in leagues with flexes. So, at the worst, he's a flex. Right. So, here's the thing. The NFL is ridiculously unpredictable. It is. I mean, dude, the Bears lost to the Giants a couple of weeks ago. Right. Okay? And I get it. Their quarterback was was out. But Trubisky looked like garbage, okay, last week. Mm-hmm. He was bad. And I don't know if he's 100% or not. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised in a NFC North rivalry game that the Bears let down and Aaron Rodgers goes into Soldier Field Ooh. and beats them because what would Aaron Rodgers want more than anything else in what's really been a lost season for the Packers?
2: To mess up the Bears here. To year. go
1: in there and beat the, the damn Bears, right? <laughs> like he did in week one on one leg. So I'm not saying I love Aaron Rodgers, guys. I, I Listen, I, I don't have him in my top 10 this week. I think I have him between 12 and 14, somewhere in there, among quarterbacks. But, dude, nothing would surprise me, man. I would not be surprised if the Packers went in there and gave the Bears headaches, okay? This is the same Bears defense that gave up a whole lot of points to the Giants, and the Giants stink. (laughs) Okay, I mean, I get it. Their quarterback wasn't there, but the defense was still intact. So don't be surprised if Rodgers goes in there and tosses two, three touchdown passes and gives you 20 fantasy points in the game. Just, it, it. It's called football. All right. It's called football. But I, I would, I would start on the Bears side. Think about it. I, I may I trust don't. more Packers than I trust Bears outside of the defense. Uh, Cohen. That's about it for me. That's about it. That's about it. Allen Robinson. Uh, so he's that means banged up. He not done anything for most of the season. You can't trust Trey Burton anymore. Uh, Man, you want to talk about one of the big flops? Yeah, of the Yeah, we all Trey liked Burton. him. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Lately, I mean, he's he's gone, he's he's gone and just done a Houdini act on us. But so that means you're a nay on Mitchell Trubisky this week? No, I, I, he, He's outside of my top ten. He's so like I, I think he's outside of my top twelve too. I'd rather start Rogers than Trubisky. Call me crazy. I like big names. I get it. Cowboys, Yankees, Lakers. Make fun of me all you want. I just like Rogers better this week.
2: Yeah, I mean, no, I I definitely like Rogers better this week. Um, just because Trubisky, he, has, he he turns the ball over a lot, which is a, a bad thing, obviously. Uh, so that that's the one thing that makes me nervous. Yeah, that's Trubisky. the
1: thing. So, like, I was having this discussion before the show, and I'm thinking, okay, Cowboys, Bears, I obviously want the Cowboys to get the three seed, but the Cowboys and the Bears, like, both great defenses. The Bears, the elite defense in the league. Right. But their quarterbacks make mistakes. Dak, he gave me three coronaries last week. And with those interceptions and overthrows and Trubisky looked like garbage. So we'll see. I mean, Trubisky throws a pick six, turns the ball over a couple of times. Suddenly the Packers win the game. You never know.
2: Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Lions at Bills. So Josh Allen and the Bills, they turn the ball over a lot. And, you know, I know that Josh Allen has he has run for all kind of yards and and what have you. But would you start the Lions defense? (laughs) I like how you say that. I, I mean,
1: like, I like, how, I like how Eddie. He's like, when you start, you start the, when life, you start the life, I mean, so NFL.com standard scoring um, over the last four games, defenses have scored six fantasy points a game against the Bills, which would be the 18th, 18th. most. It's not good. It's not good. It's not good. Um, I, I don't know, man. Like. I, I guess they're, I mean, there's certainly a streamable option, but we also have to look at, like, what, the, what defenses have done against the Bills lately when Josh Allen has returned. Remember, I, I, some of the games were against Josh Allen, but Josh Allen earlier in the season in Minnesota, the Vikings were supposed to be a great start. They stunk, okay? And then you had the Nathan Peterman thing, and then you had the Derek Anderson thing. So, yeah, that inflated how good a matchup the Bills offense is against fantasy defenses. So, like, I'm pretty sure the Lions are in my top 12, but... <laughs> It's the Lions, and I'm afraid. I'm, I have fear of teams at this point in the season that have nothing to play for. I really do, man. Right. Like, like the Seahawks are, are a better play for me, no question about that. The Vikings are a better play for me. Um, there's there's other options out there. I mean, the Jaguars. I, I mean, I, yeah, okay, I just said I'm afraid of you know, <laughs> playing team. But, I mean, they're playing against the fourth-string quarterback for the Redskins.
2: Yeah, well, that's...
1: So, I mean, in that case, the I mean, geez louise, but, like, so... I'm, I, I I could see doing it. I can see this. I can see the the, so, the,
2: the thought behind it. So, I mean, I, I mean, I I came up with that one because I really couldn't think of anything else. There was nobody else on this Lions How about offense that Galladay I mean, though. Like everyone's been starting him, and he is falling downward. You know, I mean, just like right. I mean, I think Kenny Galladay is suffering from the same thing Tyler Boyd is. Is that? Suddenly he's the only thing in that passing game right now. Yeah. So if you're a defense, you're like, hey, well let's just take that guy away. Yeah, and then dude. things get a little bit better. Right. So I I think Galladay's suffering from that. Like, you know, I don't like I don't like Legarrette Blunt because I'm pretty Zach centered last week. You know, I, I don't think on Johnson's coming. Which by the way, I get a lot of questions about. Hey, what happens if Carryon comes back? And I'm like, I've seen no indication. Yeah. That Carryon Johnson's back. Carryon. Sh- well, he might be done. For I mean, the he's, season. Just, he's I maybe mean, shutting him down. There's right. very little point of bringing him back. Theo Riddick, no. Zach Zinner, no. Legarrette Blunt, no. T.J. Jones, no. Uh, Michael (laughs) Roberts is on IR. Levine Lolo, no. Matthew Stafford, no. I mean, there's just nothing there in Detroit right now. Yeah,
1: uh, I got to check my lineup here. Melvin Gordon's not going to play. Yeah, that apparently is official. Justin Jackson,
2: which not a surprise, but it is apparently official. Yep. Uh, So, Josh Allen, why not? And he do it again. Now. As much as we this is a
1: dude who's averaged like twenty-five fantasy points in the last three weeks. Have you can can you remember a quarterback who's averaged that many points during a decent stretch of games and we still don't trust him? <laughs> right?
2: We still don't trust him. He's been better than because, like everybody. Because the thing he's doing, you know? it's not I know. Like I think I saw something and I, I know I'm gonna butcher this, but basically, Lamar Jackson, you look at his rushing yards, and the vast majority of them have come on scripted. Runs mm-hmm. and very few on scrambles. Josh Allen's the complete opposite, where I think like 80 of his yards are on like planned, designed runs, and about 400 and some of them are on scrambles. It's yeah. just like it just doesn't feel sustainable, and he's not giving you enough as a passer to feel comfortable. You know, like like if, if somehow this week he gets held to like 50 rushing yards and no touchdowns, yeah, he turns the ball over too, like you said, turns the ball over, it's just
1: nothing there. Here's what's bananas, right? Last two weeks, uh. Mahomes one, Josh Allen two. <laughs> Quarterback. That's wild. And then Derek Carr three, Jameis Winston four, Nick Mullins, Ryan Tanhill, all in the top ten. Just wild. Over the last two weeks. But I mean, like, if I'm in a super flex league, heck yeah, dude. I'm, hey, I'm chewing it. If I'm in a two QB league, yeah, man, I'm gonna jump in. But in a standard league, and you know what? He might score twenty-five again, and Marcus and I will be left with egg in our faces, That's fine. and I don't
2: feel bad about it because i That's fine. I, I, <laughs> That's fine. Because the alternative is the alternative is like eight. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I still think the floor is low. It's really, really low. He just has been more closer to the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Bucks at Ravens. So any Bucks you would start (laughs) this week? So not Jameis.
1: Nope. I mean, I guess people are going to have to start Mike Evans,
2: right? I guess, but you don't have to like it. I know.
1: Not Peyton Barber, not Chris Godwin. What about Adam Humphreys? That dude's been fire.
2: He is. He's been fire like, the last, like, five or six weeks. He's like Julian Edelman light. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, yeah. he gets catches. The, yeah, they're, they're – he very rarely is going to put up a big yardage number. And every once in a while, he'll get in the end zone. And so, like, for PPR, PPR standards, like, hey, it's going to be great. Like, for standard leagues, I don't think I would start him.
1: Yeah, no, agreed. Last four weeks, though, he's got more fantasy points
2: than uh –
1: I mean, he is their Michael top receiver.
2: That's yeah, well, Michael Tom. These Saints have that is gone insane. Have so yeah, gone? there's
1: not a lot of bucks to like in this game. And on the flip side, so we talked about the the Ravens wide receivers. Right. Already. So you're,
2: you're, you already said you're sort of not on board.
1: You tell me, because I've I've seen the numbers and over the last four weeks, Gus Edwards leads the backfield in snaps and in touches. Although he doesn't really catch the ball in the backfield, but Kenneth Dixon put a pretty decent dent into his touches last week. Who do you like more this week? Because the Buccaneers have given up more fantasy points to home running backs than any team in the league. So somebody's going to have a good game. Who's going to be? Uh,
2: I, I actually like Kenneth Dixon this week. <laughs> I do, and I've, I've sort of been on the Kenneth Dixon bus for the last couple of weeks, and I'm I'm staying there because he is starting to get more work, and he is starting to get an expanded role. And let's not, I mean, look, the, the Ravens have a familiarity with Kenneth Dixon, and he has a familiarity with them. I mean, so I, I just... Yeah, I, I think both of those guys are decent plays this week against Tampa. But I have no fear, you know, if I had the situation of throwing Kenneth Dixon in my flex spot and, yep. and letting the dice fall where they may. So I'm OK with that this mm-hmm. week. Uh, Cardinals at Falcons. Is this the David Johnson week? Dude, you would think we so. We keep saying this. We keep asking this one day.
1: Remember how happy we were when Leftwich took over and David Johnson started to put up some numbers and we were all happy. We were all, it was like Christmas morning and then all of a sudden, the numbers started to sink and we didn't really talk about it that much. But over the last four games, he's given you two sub-10-point games in PPR leagues. Hadn't scored more than 16.4 points. And this is a great matchup. But he had a great matchup last week against Detroit. Couldn't exploit it. He had a great matchup two weeks ago against Green Bay. Couldn't exploit it. I mean, the Chargers, not good against the run. Couldn't get it done because they get games. he got game scripted out of that one. Oakland, before that, 16.4. So, I mean, you're playing them. You don't have to necessarily like it. It's a good matchup, but you, you've also got the threat. Of Josh Rosen throwing pick sixes, Ugh. turning the ball over, Atlanta gets a big lead, Arizona's got to resort to throwing the football, David Johnson doesn't touch it enough.
2: Where are you, Bruce Arians? Come back. I know, right? Come back into our allies. Because it was a situation where even when the games kind of got out of hand before, because Johnson lined up in the slot, because he would line up out wide. He never came off the field, and it didn't matter. He was game script proof because of how they used him. And it's like, literally, I just want, I just want somebody to take Byron Leftwich and Mike McCoy before him, and just sort of like a Clockwork Orange, just strap them to a chair, yeah. hold their eyes open, and make them watch film from 2016 when David Johnson was great, and and like just just drill into them like how to use this guy because he's just. He's wasted away this year. You know it's, it it what's going to be sad. funny
1: in 2019 drafts? He's not going to be a first round pick. No, and he's going to blow up next year. He'll probably be a second or third round right. pick, and he's going to go nuts. And they'll figure out how to use he's him. He's going to go nuts. I don't know who then, who the OC is going to be. Maybe it'll continue to be which and he's going to go nuts. And a and,
2: whole bunch of people will get a steal. Yes,
1: <laughs> oh. you know that? because
2: because fantasy football. Because that's just how it works. Uh, okay, on a, a maybe a deeper level, is this maybe a Tevin Coleman week? I mean, the matchup's great, right? It's great, right? Edo Smith was better last week, and that's the
1: one thing that concerns me with Coleman is that Edo Smith has been digging into his touches. That's a dude I forgot about. Yeah, so like, I mean, flex at best for me because the matchup's good, but Coleman's like just, I mean, the last three or four weeks, his numbers have tanked. Ever since he he had that giant game, I think it was against the Redskins, where he just had like 32 points. Ever since then, slowly just declining, declining, declining to the point now where it's really hard to trust him. Man, I just everything was supposed to be so much better for him when Devonte Freeman went on IR. But I know that you know that's so. We talked about Galladay, mm-hmm. you know Marvin Jones, and then and and, and Golden Tate traded. Uh, AJ Green goes out. Oh, Tyler Boyd's going to see a lot of his numbers have just
2: they've, they've gone, gone down.
1: down. Yep. And then Tevin Coleman. I mean, he's had a couple of good games, but I miss Devonta Freeman.
2: To be I honest mean, with you, it just it was so that that. That pairing worked better together yeah. than with Tevin. And remember, you, it's funny to think because a couple of years ago, Tevin Coleman was supposed to be the lead back. Yeah, yeah, you know. Do you like Matt Ryan? <sighs> I feel like Matt Ryan's one of those guys that it's hard to sit, but I feel like the range of outcomes is so wide for him. Right, like the ceiling is potentially pretty high. Like I, I could see him, I could see him going out there and putting up like twenty five. I could see him going out there and putting up like nine. Like yep. just Cardinals have been tough on lot. quarterbacks too. So, so let's see. see. Raiders at Bengals. Doug Martin, yay or nay? Oh yay.
1: Okay. Oh yay. Okay. I mean, Bengals, they're 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 bad. Dude, every running back the B lately is for bad. Both the Saints running backs, Philip Lindsay, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, they are getting crushed every single week on the ground. So I'm not saying he's an RB one, I'm not saying he's an RB two. I am saying he's a flex starter. And uh he might be the only Raider I, I trust this week, although Derek Carr does have a good matchup too. I don't really trust any of their wide receivers, although no, correct me, Jared Cook, too, right. uh, has been pretty good. So I trust Cook. Uh, I trust Doug Martin uh, a little bit to a lesser degree. And then if you're in a two QB league, Derek Carr, although, I mean, last week, you know, I mean, the, the Bengals defense wasn't all that bad. No, so it, it wasn't terrible. So, um, you know, that Derek
2: Carr just scares so the thing about me about the, the Raiders the last me. couple of weeks is that. They've been hanging around in games. I mean, they got the win against oh, the Steelers yeah. last week. They they gave the Chiefs all that they wanted the week before that and made that really tough. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, part of the fear had been with the running backs is that they were getting game scripted out. Like, at halftime, the Raiders were getting blown out. They weren't coming back. And so, you know, guys like Marshawn Lynch and, and Jalen Rashard and even Doug Martin just were irrelevant. With the Raiders staying close in games, that means Doug Martin gets to be relevant into the third and fourth quarters. And that that's kind of a change. And that that I think makes him more encouraging than anything else in that offense. Um, so we've talked about Tyler Boyd a little bit, but he's playing the Raiders this week. So does this mean you can go back to him?
1: No, I mean you're still I mean volume, I mean flex starter at best. Yes. Like, I'm not I'm not going to go out and tell you that, you know, this guy needs to be uh, in your lineup. He's a must-start. I mean, that's not the case. But based on the matchup, based on the fact that he should lead the Bengals in targets, uh, I think he's worth a look. You know who's worth a look this week for the desperate and, and, and the lonely? you going to say John Ross? No. Oh. CJ Usama. Oh, okay. Yeah. Be, I, hey, dude, listen, man. It's tough sledding out there at tight end. Man. And this guy, it, it, I mean – He's, he's playing in one of the best matchups among tight ends this week. I mean, the Raiders are, are yeah. bad a lot uh, against, against almost everything. Running backs,
2: quarterbacks, wide receivers, but they're bad against tight ends.
1: So, he's out there on the
2: waiver wire if you're really desperate. I mean, could this end up being a Jared Cook v. C.J. Uzama game? That would be wild. <laughs> that would be really, really wild. Uh, Titans at the Giants. So, obviously, Derrick Henry was the best thing going on two legs last week. Uh, and now everybody's like, oh, man, I should have played Derrick Henry. This feels like we're just set up for some disappointment this week. Yeah, yeah, I know. But,
1: (laughs) But, like, the matchup's good, right? Giants, 10 rushing touchdowns, giving up the eighth most points to running backs this season. And... Maybe the Titans are kind of figuring maybe we want to start using that smash mouth offense. Henry, exotic smash mouth Remember, I mean, you mentioned this all the time. He's, he was here, I believe, his rookie year, right?
2: Uh, right before he got drafted, that yeah. dude is a monstrosity. Enormous.
1: He is gigantic. Like, I mean, I don't know how you tackle the guy. And the Jaguars couldn't figure that out either because he ran all over him. But flex starter, I'm not getting super excited where I'm thinking, oh, man, RB1. No. But the matchup's there. And if the touches are there, he's not going to catch the ball. But if he's getting enough carries and he has seen his touches increase uh, over the last three or four weeks, I think he's in the flex starter conversation. Uh, One thing you know for sure, Marcus, when they get down near the the goal line, he's getting the football.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, you know, and it's funny because he's sort of made Deion Lewis irrelevant. You know, Deion Lewis was the guy that we were all counting on for weeks. And Derrick Henry has sort of pushed him to the background in the last few weeks with what he's done.
1: Yeah. Derrick Henry has been the better of the two Henry's. uh, If you're talking about Derrick Henry and Hunter Henry. right? (laughs) Well, yeah, that's because I mean, well, Hunter Henry's looked good. You know, the matchup, though, this week against Derrick Johnson, that's 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 a tough one.
2: He up, by that's the way, a, that's a tough one. Hunter Henry, tough. Hunter Henry is in Kansas City tonight. Uh, he is on the pup whoa, list. Whoa, He's on the pup list. Oh, man. But he has been photographed working out on the field at Arrowhead Stadium. So he is there. Uh, he that, I, I, do have to, I do have to thank Stephen A. Smith,
1: though, because he gave me a, a good chuckle today because I feel like crap. And today's show was <laughs> – it was, it was a rough one, folks. Let's put it that way. Everyone's either sick or, you know, whatever. Uh, that – that that was that, that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 when uh. when I, I saw Jake Jake Seeley, uh our pal, uh, who had who had tweeted it out, and I'm like, was this from like this week, or was
2: like was this from yep. like
1: two years ago? Like, what what nope, was this
2: from? That was this morning. That was this morning. I don't know how you.
1: Move on from that.
2: Uh, well, because, but I tell you one thing: I'd rather do the,
1: the show tomorrow. I'd rather catch Steve, uh, catch Stephen A. Smith's check than mine. You know what? He'll, he'll have That's another show sure. tomorrow, I and know. it
2: will be faded away with the news cycle, and we will be <laughs> pointing and laughing at something else. On but the it Twitter. was funny.
1: Like at one point today, the three things that were trending the most on my Twitter feed: Hunter Henry, Derek Johnson, and Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh was man. good, man. Stephen A., more than anything else, wanted there to be like a huge signing in baseball. So his kind of, you know, his whole deal went well,
2: went away. But it didn't. Nope. Although it would be funny if, yeah you know, if Antonio Gates scores a touchdown tonight, then that will that's be. Sure about. Yeah. Uh, so we talked a little bit about Odell Beckham and his injury and what his situation is going to be. So we are not starting any other wide receivers. Well, no, I mean, if OBJ him. is out, then,
1: I mean, Ingram becomes a tight end one, albeit a risk-reward one, and I think Shepard still gets uh, the flex starter treatment. Uh, Dolphins at Vikings. All right, so you got to pick one. King and Drake or Frank Gore, who are you going with? I mean, I'm going ceiling, so I'm going in Drake, but I don't like either one of them. Like, remember, I, I mean, of course you do. Like, I've been talking about selling Drake since, like, week four. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's bounced up and down in the stat sheets, and, and Gore has actually been the guy who's getting more touches. Last week, uh, I believe they were at a 50-50 in terms of the-, the snap percentage, but Gore had more touches. But Drake, and to the benefit of his fantasy owners, was involved in one of the most memorable plays ever.
2: And if he wasn't, then you would have got next You would have up gotten
1: and- bupkis, and you wouldn't have to think about starting him or sitting <laughs> he'd be gone. <laughs> But I don't mean like like Vikings at home. Like I just there's not a dolphin I dig this week. I I just don't like any of them. No,
2: no. Uh, Would you trust Kirk Cousins?
1: Yeah, I mean, again, you know, we talked about it. He's he's coming off a bad game and he hasn't been great. But new offensive coordinator, maybe a new mindset home game. Good matchup Uh, in a 12 team league. I say he's a QB one.
2: Uh, Washington going to Jacksonville. You start, I mean, Josh Johnson's the quarterback. Is there anybody in that offense you start at this point? No. (laughs) And, like, Jordan Reed's hurt. I mean, well. It took 15 weeks. I was going to say, yeah, that's typical. But, you know, it took a long time for it this year. I know.
1: So, like, uh, that offense is a disaster. I mean, that's kind of why I like the Jags' defense. Although, it's weird to say I kind of like the Jags' defense after 2017, how good they were. But, no, like. I just I can't do it. I can't do it, and I won't do it. Adrian Peterson, no. Chris Thompson, no. Uh, none of their wide receivers, none of them. There's one player that I trust this week in this game. One. Leonard Fournette. If he can stop throwing hands and stop yelling at the damn crowd and focus on football, because before his previous stinker, mm-hmm. he was giving you 20 a game. Yeah. Uh, he, he Ever since he had come back from the hammy. So I, I like him. And remember, last week, like, Eddie, what, Saquon was on pace for like 300 yards rushing like in that game in the first half, and then he like had five touches in the second half because they were crushing him, right? Their defense is bad, and that's another team that's like, dude, they're done, man. They're just out there cashing their check. They, there's there's no motivation for that team at all, so.
2: Yeah, it's funny because that team was, they were in first place not that long ago. It's crazy. Like, not that long ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know. They were <laughs> Dude, after the Cowboys <laughs> lost,
1: uh, in Washington, mm-hmm. when when Dak had the damn fumble that they recovered in the end zone for the touchdown, like everyone
2: was all of a sudden Redskins. They were the favorite, first place in the NFC East, and everything. And then you know, what do you like to say? Life comes at you. Life comes at you fast. Yeah. I mean, Alex Smith, uh, you know, had the injury, yeah. and it, it just it has not been the same since then. Nope. Um. So no other no other Jags. No, uh, I mean, no. I mean, no, like you know, no you Cody Kessler. D- are you kidding me? Or, Diddy uh, Westbrook, Westbrook is like maybe. a sleeper. I
1: think you know he could be. A startable asset for you if you're if you're in need. But I mean, no. Yeah. No, I mean Jaguars defense Man. and Fournette and then and then you know Westbrook.
2: Right now this game is, you know, falls under the category of because the schedule maker. Yes. Said so. Exactly.
1: Thank goodness this
2: isn't like a Thursday
1: night football game because Man. boy, no one except for fantasy owners, Redskins, and Jaguars fans would be
2: watching it. <laughs> uh Cowboys at Colts. So and I know we're gonna talk about this a little bit on Fantasy Live on Friday, but which Amari Cooper do you think shows up? Is it, is it big game, you know, well, 35, 40-point Amari Cooper? Or is it the, you know, 5, 6-point Amari
1: Cooper? No, I'm thinking somewhere in between. So, uh, Matt Frederick, who's one of our great researchers, uh, sent me a slack here and said, Since week seven, the team allowing the fewest receiving yards and the fewest PPR points to wide receivers is... The Indianapolis Colts. The Indianapolis freaking Colts, Eddie. That defense is not that bad, because we always no. we always think of the Colts as having a crappy defense because typically they do. This year they don't. It's no, not that bad. They're not bad this it's year. Not that bad at all. So I mean, I'm still starting Amari Cooper. I ain't telling you to sit him. This guy's on fire right now. Right. But you're not getting forty out of him. That's for sure.
2: Um. So Andrew Luck's been great pretty much all year long. The Cowboys' defense has been great pretty much all year long. Who wins? Well, hopefully the Cowboys. Okay, well, I mean, in terms of, like, does Andrew Luck, can Andrew Luck get over on the defense or the defense get over on Andrew Luck? Look at his numbers
1: at home. And, and, you know, like, I get it, okay, whatever. But, dude, he's awesome at home. Mm -hmm. Historically, he's great at Lucas Oil. I'm not, I would play him. He's in my top eight, even against that defense. And I know how good that defense is. I watch the Cowboys more than any other team in the league for obvious reasons. Defense is nasty, young, aggressive, up-and-coming, but Andrew Luck is, dude. I, I mean, he's he's an elite quarterback. We just all had to sort of get it into our heads that the shoulder injury was was sort of a thing in the past, and he has proven that it is. By the way, another another uh, you know guy who likes to make stupid comments, Skip Bayless, said that he would rather have Dak Prescott right now than Andrew Luck. I don't know what he was drunk on.
2: Well, as he's much also, as I like that. Also a noted cowboy homer.
1: I know, but like, no way. Like,
2: dude, <laughs> like, tell me, this, tell me this right now. You,
1: you guys, tell me. If Andrew Luck was the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys right now, they would be a Super Bowl contender, probably. Am I, am I wrong? Probably, Eddie. Yeah, not is clearly Prescott.
3: better, but, yeah, but I don't take what Skip Bayless says as. I know, <laughs> but <I'm> just like <laughs> he does it to get a no, rile no, out of you. No, I know, Which, but like, yeah, it, worked. <laughs> it worked. It worked. But like, at least for one third of the season.
1: As a Cowboys fan, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I get it, being a Cowboys homer, I get it. Back over Andrew Luck. I, again, I I know, I I know,
3: I know, (laughs) I know because
1: we talked about Stephen A and his foolishness today and then Skip Bayless just came to mind. But I saw that. And uh, no, Andrew Luck is a guy like, I mean, I get it. He was drafted late. So, hell, you could have Mahomes in luck. You really could. There's not many quarterbacks. I'm starting over Andrew Luck this week, despite the matchup. Wow. Because at home, he is
2: he is gold. He is gold, Jerry. He is gold. Uh Seahawks at 49ers. Russell Wilson, not great last week. Oh my gosh. Will he be less than or better than not great this week? I dig him. Yeah, I like him. I mean, Niners uh, a couple weeks ago he
1: had a huge game against San Francisco. I would start him with confidence.
2: All right. Uh so speaking of the Niners, which Niners? Would you trust? Now, Matt Breida might possibly be back this week. So that means if he is no Justin Je- or, uh, Justin, Je- Jeff Wilson, I'm getting all my, I'm getting all my like reserve running backs all confused. Guys, now.
1: this is called week 15 fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I have it. Marcus like, has all it my, All my
2: backup running backs are getting
1: all yeah, mixed I mean, up like, in my head. Breida's going to do it to us again, isn't he? Because Wilson has a great matchup. The last time he played the Seahawks, he had a huge game, lots of touches. And um, Breida's been limited in practice. So keep tabs on the status. If Wilson is the guy, then I say he's a flex starter. Uh, Pettis, two touchdowns and almost 30 fantasy points a couple weeks ago against Seattle, albeit it was catch-up mode big time. Um, So I still say he's in the flex starter conversation. I'm not expecting Nick Mullins to have 400 yards passing in this game, but uh, there are a couple of Niners that I would lean on outside of George Kittle. By the way, could we have gotten George Kittle like five yards in the second half last week? really. I know, right? <laughs> Just really. something. That still bothers me. Like <laughs> Shannon Sharp's record was done. It was toast. And he did not catch a pass in the second. They
2: gave, he had one target. That was it. Patriots at Steelers. So are we back to avoiding Patriots running backs now? Uh, Do we have to go back to that? Do how we hard have to- is
1: it though? Like, I mean, James White's been so good and I get it. His snaps have dropped for what? Four or five straight weeks. Mm-hmm. But, like, can you really still bench him? I mean, even if he's just in the flex, can you? I mean, I guess you can. I mean, yeah. I guess you can. Like, I mean, it's hard for me. And it's a tough decision for fantasy owners because a lot of guys out there, you've got Damian Williams, you've got Justin Jackson, maybe Jeff Wilson, depending on what the status of Brita is. So there are some running backs who are going to get volume that you could potentially stick into your lineup and, and, and put James White out. And to me, that's, that's, a, that's a personal preference. But... I still have James White in my top 20 running backs this week in PPR leagues. Maybe I'm going to be wrong. We'll see what happens. Sony michelle has been getting a lot of carries, and that James Devlin James is
2: Devlin.
1: sticking it to us near the goal line and getting all the red zone touches. Did you, I mean, like... It wasn't wasn't the backfield working? We, like, we before figured it all. Out. Re-injured himself. Wasn't it? I mean, it was
2: working. We had figured we had it all. Yeah, Michelle and you had James out. White. It was working, Marcus. You know, it was just we had even we had even created a preseason contingency plan for Rex Burkhead. Right, like we had all figured it out. Now all of a sudden, James Devlin is showing up. Like, really, Bill? Really, bro? Come on, man. Come on, man.
1: Give us nice things.
2: Uh, So Jalen Samuels last week, you know, where there's all this hype and all this talk about, you know, his, his dual, his dual status uh, on certain platforms that he could be tied in. he could be a running back, whatever. Um, In the end, he was just fine. I think he, he kind of got some yards late and he got some catches late. That certainly helped, you know, helped uh, his, his overall PPR totals, but you know, it was just fine. Um, do you trust him this week? Can we rely on him knowing that you know James Conner is trying to work his way back right now? Well, no, I
1: mean, obviously, if James Conner is going to be active, which I don't know that he will be, although uh, the Steelers O.C. said that he doesn't need practice to get into the game, could be a game time decision. We'll see. Hopefully we have some more clarity on that on Friday. But uh, if Connor is out again, I still have Jalen in my top 20. And he is a flex starter RB2 type this week because of the volume. He saw more snaps than uh, Ridley did last week, although Ridley did vulture a touchdown. I still, I, hey, dude, if I've learned one thing over the last four or five years, it's that typically you can trust the Steelers running back no matter who it is. <laughs> whether, I mean, that has been the case. Whether it's been Lev, whether it's been Connor, whether it's been D'Angelo. That has these certainly guys, been these the case. These guys do
2: produce. That is true. Um Eagles at Rams. So we talked about Nick or uh, we talked about uh, Carson Wentz being out. So I'm going to just ask the crest if, if you're just feeling crazy, if you wake up feeling dangerous one day. <laughs> Do you start Nick Foles? I mean, how dangerous are we talking? About?
1: You got to be. <laughs> All right, let's, say, okay, gotta, let's, say,
2: let's say two quarterback leagues. If you're in a two QB league, would you consider Nick Foles?
1: I feel like he can do better, man. I mean, Lamar Jackson and Baker and Josh Allen. I mean, like, you know, you got to be going. You got to be feeling real dangerous. You know, like Luke Skywalker trying to blow up the Death Star <laughs> in A New Hope. I mean, you know, um, I, I just. Nah, I can't. I, I can't do it.
2: No, so then how I much? can do it. Does it does it have an impact on how you feel about any of those other guys in that offense?
1: Yeah, dude. Like uh, I had I had Adams as I said, before the Wentz news came out. The only guy I start with confidence is Ertz. Alshon's a risk reward flex. The same thing with Golden. And I'm not particularly high on Golden Tate either. So, no, nah, man. I just I'm not, I'm not I'm not into this into this Eagles offense, not with Nick Foles understanding. The one thing that I could see happen in Marcus, mm-hmm. which could prove me wrong. And the Rams, this team, uh, as Akbar would say, is going to be at a high level of pastivity. <laughs> right. OK. They got embarrassed mm-hmm. by the Bears. Now they're back at home. They're a better team at home. I mean, they're they're a great team regardless, but they're a better team at home. Golf is better at home. It ain't 30 degrees or 20 degrees or whatever the heck it was in Chicago. They could blow the damn Eagles doors off in the first half, and Foles could throw it 40 times, and then maybe he gives you 330 and two touchdowns because of garbage time, but I think that's what you're going to need. You're going to need that game script, which is possible for Nick Foles to, to have a very... Uh, a very effective stat line,
2: and that's a Sunday night game also. Um, and the the temperature in LA, <laughs> Wait, the forecast temperature, it's going to be right around sixty. So oh my be, god, it's, gonna it's gonna so be, oh, cold for LA. What well, is cold for LA? But it will also be about forty degrees warmer. I know. But the Rams had to I deal know, with yeah, yeah. last week in Chicago. So that being said, we're all good going back to Jared Goff this week. Start right? them all, all right. start
1: them all, dude. Start them all. Okay, Gurley, all of them. Start them all. Cool. Yeah, Rams defense, get them in. Greg the leg. Josh Reynolds, even if you're, you know, looking for a, a high ceiling play at a flex.
2: So we're back to where we were like in September, October.
1: Just yeah, man. They just they, ran dude, all, they ran into a bus all, all last week. All willy-nilly and everything. We are so lucky that Jared Goff <laughs> doesn't play in a cold weather uh, state because if he did, he would probably
2: be Case Keenum. Or he would just learn to adjust to that. Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, well. I mean, I, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers grew up in California and played at Cal and yeah, he seems it. to be doing okay. I get it. You yeah, yeah. Tom Brady's from. I hear you. Oh, anyway, wait a Saints at Panthers. Does this mean the Saints are going to look like the Saints again cuz I don't Saints know I don't know who these dudes are wearing the Saints wearing the fleur-de-lis on the side of their helmets cuz they don't look like the Saints that I remember. We
1: said this last week and it blew up in our faces. You know, like mm. I I hope so like for for fantasy owner's sake, I hope so. I mean, I'm still going to play Breeze. Right. I'm still going to play Michael Thomas obviously. I'm still going to play Kamara obviously. Uh, Mark Ingram, eh, I'm a little, I'm a little down on him. Uh, I get it. He got into the end zone last week. That saved his stat line, but you know, Carolina has not been bad against running backs this season. So Ingram is, is a risk reward play for me. But that's it. I mean, tra- You know. Traquan's disappeared. He's not getting any targets at all.
2: Well, I mean, just all those secondary guys. Like, I never Keith really Kirkwood. felt like yeah. any of them were had any staying power in the offense, mm-hmm. right? Traquan Smith, Keith Kirkwood, Dan Arnold, who I still think is Kevin's dad. From well, years. Um
1: What would you do if I sang out of tune? That is I one of the right best now. covers
2: of all time. Um, Love it. Love it. But... Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, basically, I just want I want Mark Ingram to come back. I want to make sure Michael Thomas is OK. We want Drew Brees back. Alvin Kamara, who you know, was sort of disappointing last week. It just I just want the Saints to go back to looking like the Saints. Mm-hmm. So, there. by the
1: way, by the way, and I think we've talked about this. Maybe it wasn't with you, but uh, 80s crushes from TV sitcoms. Everyone talks about Alyssa Milano. Danica McKellar uh, is up there. Olivia Diabo. Oh, Olivia
2: Diablo is pretty good That show. is the most underrated 80s sitcom crush. Who uh, who her her castmates did not know for the whole first season that she was actually English. She hid her accent because she was afraid uh, that that they wouldn't give her the job playing an American but teenager it, if they knew she was English.
1: Everyone loves Samantha Misselli. Samantha. And, they, and but <laughs> Olivia Diablo, man. Okay, well, let's move on to, let's move back to right. fantasy football. There we go. So what the about the Panthers? Panthers yeah, that's what Panthers, I want to know.
2: Panthers wide receivers. Do you trust any of them, DJ Moore, like Curtis Samuels, Devin Funches?
1: I like Moore. Uh, again, Saints defense, you know, been better, but they have given up a lot of points to wide receivers this season. Curtis Samuels has sneakily been pretty consistent. He's not giving you gigantic numbers, but he's giving you, you know, 10 to 14 points a game. I like him as a flex. Now, here's the big one, okay? Cam Newton does not look like Superman lately. He has been very consistent. Yes, yes. I mean,
2: he's been Superman after didn't have a touchdown pass last week.
1: In the previous game, had two touchdown passes and four picks. He's had twenty six points combined in his last two games. We know the shoulder is an issue, and if you listened to us on uh, TV earlier this week, I told you that he is not getting goal line opportunities there. All going to Christian McCaffrey. And earlier in the season, that wasn't the case. Cam was getting those goal line chances. Now they're giving him the CMC. Is
2: Cam a sit for you this week? Um he's another one where the ceiling is always potentially high, so yeah. it makes it hard for me to sit him. But there are a lot of guys that I would start over Cam Newton. There's red right? flags, man. There, um, there really is. It just I have I kind of checked out on this offense, save. Christian McCaffrey, like McCaffrey has been just bananas, ridiculously. Since, what, good. Twelve touchdowns since week eight. I mean, he's been insane. Yep. But he's kind of the only guy that that I've really been for sure in on, like I've kind of gotten in, I've got Ian Thomas actually starting in a league this week. Yeah. No, I could see that. He had a lot of targets last week. He's been pretty good the last couple of weeks. He's, you know, once Greg Olson went down, then Ian Thomas has kind of stepped in nicely, but I haven't been, you know, Devin Funches has just vanished for the most part. Yeah. He has Curtis Samuel is just inconsistent. DJ Moore is sort of up and down. And I just, I just can't really trust any of those, those other guys beyond that. So uh, yeah, I, I'm hoping for a high scoring game. I've got cam
1: in, in a superflex league and I have to play him. I mean, there's no way I'm benching cam in a superflex. you are definitely playing, but, um, I'm hoping for a high scoring affair. I really am. It would really be good to see the saints look like the saints again. You'd have a lot. I mean, if breeze busts again, I mean, then that's a problem. That's a problem because you're going into fantasy championship week, assuming you make it, uh, with Breeze having a couple of matchups that have been very positive that he has yeah. not been able to exploit, so we'll see.
2: Yeah, I don't say this about Cam. The thing that, that really worries me is the fact that the last couple of weeks, when the Panthers needed to throw like a hail mary at the end of the half, it's been Taylor Heineke mm.
1: coming off. Yeah, he, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up having surgery on that shoulder in the
2: offseason. Uh, that you know, who knows? It's and they're impossible. a team too
1: that's kind of like they're they're done.
2: Yeah, the Panthers. No, I, mean, I mean they, they were one about six weeks ago. They were yeah. we were talking about them as making a playoff run and and you know, maybe winning, you know, maybe challenging for the division, and it's yep. all falling apart for them. Yep. So yep. all right, so that is week fifteen in a nutshell. I guess one very large nutshell with a whole bunch of rattling nuts around there in it. So uh let's go over to Eddie, you got a delirious Eddie! <laughs>
3: Uh, my delirious pick is Dak Prescott over Andrew Luck. Uh, no, I'm joking.
2: Um, <laughs> no, go ahead. Go you, ahead. You guys, you guys. <laughs> it into existence. I, I want to hear
3: it. That was well played. I like you that. Guys, uh, you guys brought it up briefly with, uh, is a, could be a David Johnson week. And as a David Johnson uh, fantasy owner and every single one of my teams, uh, and he's brought me some, uh, I guess, uh, grief this past week because my main team, I, I lost now, and he didn't have a great game. So uh, my delirious pick for this week is that every running back in the NFC West, whether it's, the 49ers with Breeder or Wilson. Uh, I'm pretty sure Wilson's probably the guy to go. Carson, Seattle, probably over Penny this week. Looks like he's banged up as well. Then, obviously, uh, Todd Gurley with the Rams. They will all double the amount of points that David Johnson uh, scores this week. Ooh, Ooh. Wow. Spicy. Yeah, I'm a bit angry. So I see. Somebody's a
1: little bit frustrated. Somebody's a little better. I Man. was confident.
3: but and, I, actually, and back to that point that you guys made, too, I totally agree with that. That next year, he'll be like a second, third-ish round guy. Mm-hmm. Just I mean, it's like 3,000 total yards Yeah. Per yeah. Something just ridiculous. kill it. Right.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what's exactly. going to happen. Uh, all right. I'm guessing folks have some, some Twitter questions for yes. us in uh, the playoffs
3: thanks to everyone who tweeted into the nfl podcast handle or myself or uh, marcus or fabs and sorry to those who tweeted a lot about a lot of melvin gordon questions obviously this podcast will be released probably right before the game <laughs> starts um but melvin gordon is inactive so if you're listening and so is Spencer uh, Ware, yeah. yeah so we'll start off here with uh, will martin asked a uh, simple question does he start matt ryan who's been a starter all year or does he switch it up to derek Carr or josh allen Nah, I'm sticking with Ryan I would stick with Matt case. Ryan out of
1: that group. I don't love him, but yeah. But yeah, this, those other ones feel like that, I that's can't, too much a rule. I, 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 I can't trust Josh Allen. <laughs> I can't, yeah. like, not not as a, a straight QB1 in, like, a 10- or 12-team league. I can't do it.
3: Uh, Matt Minger's asking this for his uh, flex position in his standard scoring league. Curtis Samuel or Kenyon Drake?
2: Uh, I would probably go Kenyon Drake. I, I, don't, to, I don't I don't love either of it. them. I don't love either I of them, but I'd it. probably go Kenyon Drake. Yeah.
3: Yep. Casey Meiser uh, has a two part question. Uh, his first one is Cousins versus Dak or and then DJ Moore or Cortland Sutton? I definitely go Dak over cousins. DJ Moore over yeah, Sutton. Probably DJ Moore over Sutton. Keith Balanis is asking uh, Jared Goff or Russell Wilson? Goff. Goff. I feel
1: like he's going to have like 330 and like three touchdowns in that game. The Eagles defense is bad. They're all banged up. Dak, I mean, Dak had over 400 yards passing again. He had a career high. So I, I like golf this week, man. I would be shocked if Goff had a stinker.
3: All right. will get to run around here with uh, Dave M. Uh, he needs two of these running backs to start. He has James White, Kenneth Dixon, Gus Edwards, and Tevin Coleman.
2: I'm gonna let Marcus take this one. So, James White, Kenneth Dixon, Gus, Gus Edwards, and Tevin Coleman. Yeah, two of those guys. Ooh, all right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say Kenneth Dixon and Tevin Coleman. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, I'm not confident about any one of those four guys. But I'll go Kenneth Dixon and Tevin Coleman. If you have a dartboard. You put the the faces on the dartboard there, and you just... I mean, I feel like you you can pick any combination of those four and probably come up with just about the same point total. Just about (laughs) every time. But
3: three or four weeks ago, if you had James White, it's a no-brainer. Oh, James White
2: is a no-brainer, right. That's how much things change Mm -hmm. in such a short amount of time. So, Uh, Appreciate the questions, everybody. Best of luck to you in your fantasy matchups. If you are still alive, if you are not, we appreciate you still tuning in because we do a lot of fun stuff here, so we're glad you're a part of it. That's it. We are done. Always remember... An Apple a day can keep anyone away if you throw it hard enough. We'll see you on Monday. <laughs>